Tom Bernard Show with Bob Sansevier, Andy Brant Bernard, Cassie Schrader, and Catherine won't be here today. I don't know if Alex is going to be here today, but we're going to find out. She's not in labor? Oh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard that she is. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Hello. Sorry, I'm sneezing up a storm. I think I'm allergic to Sansevier. (laughs) It's been known to happen. It's been known to happen, ladies and gentlemen. My wife has a 30-year allergy to me. Yeah, I understand that. 30 years? Sam is your oldest. She's 23. She's 23. She's 23 now? Yeah. We were, she, the other day she had her birthday, and we were married in 91, so it's not quite 30. Hmm. You're a disaster. I've heard that. That's all I know. Sandy, the disaster. So what's up? Well, well it's a beautiful day out, it looks like. It is gorgeous it's right now. It's a little now. hot. I wanted Did- to ride my bike to work today, but I couldn't because Catherine stole my bike lock, so I couldn't lock my bike up. <laughs> So instead of riding my bike to work, I had to go to the bike store so I could buy a new lock. Should have rode there. That's quite a ways, though, isn't it? Uh, It's going to be a haul. I would not have gotten here on time. It would be a huge problem. That's all I have to say. That's trouble. I don't know. What are you going to do? Such is life. Aren't you tired from all the biking you did over the weekend? I did a lot of biking over the weekend. You know that on Friday, excuse me, on Saturday and Sunday, I burned 10,000 calories. Oh, my gosh. And the great thing about it is is that I'm on Nutramost. For four days, my weight stayed exactly even. I, it would not give up any calories. Well, it's dropped now then, right? It has dropped now. But for four days, it stayed exactly the same because my body went, no, no, you're not eating enough for us to release anything. So oh. we're not doing it. But finally, yeah, yesterday, it finally dropped. Unbelievable. So, well, they, you know, they tell you at, at Nutramost, don't be exercise and, and going nuts with that whole deal because that's exactly what happened you know exactly what they said would happen is exactly what happened well at least she didn't go out or lose or spend the ten thousand calories and gain weight that would have been a little depressing i would not have cared for that at all but i mean it, it stayed exactly onto the tenth of a pound it stayed exactly the same for four days well you don't want to lose weight fast anyway because nah, your don't. skin won't you know recover the skin Yep. Kate Spade's father says he spoke with his late daughter the night before she was found dead in a New York City apartment in what authorities believe was a suicide. Frank Brosnahan told the Kansas City Star that he and Spade spoke on the phone on Monday evening about a trip she'd been planning to visit colleges in, in California. 
Well, I don't remember what happened. And I, I don't know what happened, he told the star. The last I talked with her the night before last, she was happy and planning a trip to California to look at colleges. She doted on her daughter. One, on Tuesday morning, a housekeeper found Spade unconscious in her home at 850 Park Avenue. Thanks for telling me that yeah. people where I live. Thanks for that. That's great. Spade is believed to have hanged herself with a red scarf tied to her bedroom doorknob, according to the New York Times, which reported that she'd left a note. Spade said in a statement on Wednesday that his wife had suffered from depression and anxiety for many years and had joined the club. Oh, the two had been li- living separately for the past 10 months. Oh, they have? So, Andy, yeah. Andy Spade and his wife? Mm, yeah. You know what? This one, I, there's another woman they compared it to that took her life a few years ago. I had never heard of doing that on a doorknob. I mean, it's, it's scary because it, a lot of, well, I just can't do that because I can't climb up and, the, the, you know, the ceiling fan will fall. Robert, Robin Williams did that, yep. too. He did it to a, on a door? Yep. yep. I didn't realize that was how he Door-knob did it, Doorknob with a belt, yeah. Ugh. That's not so what sad. I'm looking for. See, I would just drink myself to death. I'd go the uh, leaving Las Vegas route. If I was going to kill myself, I'd just drink myself. I'm going to have a little fun going out. Well, in fact, we're having a Robin Williams biographer on this hour. Oh, so. we are? Oh, mm-hmm. that uh, Would you look David at that? Itzkoff? That'll be good. Mm-hmm. I'd go similar route, though, but I would go the uh, frozen custard slash extra cheese pizza route. <laughs> you, would pizza, you would cheese yourself to death. Cheese and custard. You would definitely cheese yourself to death. I know you, Bob. I you know call. You Bob, what do you do? I'll call you back later. She was actively seeking help and working closely with her doctors to treat her disease, one that takes far too many lives, Spade said in a statement to the New York Times. We were in touch with her the night before, and she sounded happy. There was no indication and no warning that she would do this. It was a complete shock. Brosnahan told the star that Spade would be delighted if she knew her death inspired a national discussion that might help people struggling with mental illness. First of all, I don't know. I understand that it is basically and and whatever, but referring to anxiety and depression as a mental illness is not a good idea. So many people are depressed and so many people have anxiety that they don't want to hear that they're mentally ill. Well, that last sentence you read to me is jarring. She would be delighted to know killing herself has been so inspirational to people. Kind of strange. That's a, that's you. an odd one. I mean, it's uh, the. I guess what would have been nice is if she said, "I actually had the scarf and was ready to kill myself and change right. my mind." Yeah, that's right. Because I realized life is worth living. That's exactly right. God, there are some pictures of them. They look cute as hell together, and there are other pictures. They look like a couple of cold and total doofuses. Mm. I don't know what that's all about. Some people try to get that really goofball look going. You know what I mean? Yes. So I don't know what the... They want to look like they're... Uh, what is it? You've called it over the years a cool breeze. A cool, they want to look like a cool breeze. You know who's like that, that kid David Hogg down in Florida? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a cool breeze. Yeah. You are 100% right about that, sir. He is definitely a cool breeze. Pretending to be dead on the public's floor? See, I'm looking at a picture of Kate Spade right now. She's cute as hell. Just She looks very young and like she's just she, having a ball. She was, right? Is she in her 30s or 40s? No, she's in 50s. Oh, 35. yeah, she was What's older. The, that 55 is the new 35. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. There's and, no question about it. Tom, I got Andy mentioned about the public's floor. It was hilarious. The woman's were stand, stepping over them to get milk. I thought that, that was, was a different one. Well, that, that was, was a different Publix? That was a couple of years ago they did the same thing. It's called a die-in. Oh, I thought that was from the re- the recent one where people were stepping over these uh, these people to get to their Well, I mean, the, the result is always the same. Yeah. yeah. And Wait it's the same kind of protest, but... Protests? Yeah. Don't you have something better to do than protest? I don't have time to join a protest group. No. Who, who does? Although, if you are going to lay down, I'd be more in for that than having to walk down a freeway. Well, you no could take a I'm nap. Not, I'm not walking down the freeway. <laughs> well, yeah, people took pictures of them, and yeah, they had pictures. People on their phones, people talking with each other. It's like you're not really there for the protest, are you? See, I, I, if they were going to do it, a place like Target, because they have my pillow, you just grab a pillow and you just lay down. Yeah, I see. I call Mike Lindell up and hey, get some pillows over here. I'm protesting. <laughs> We're having a lay down. We're having a lay down. Don, get off your ass and send me some pillows. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it done. Yeah, I don't know. It's such, such as so obviously she meant to take a shot at Andy Spade because since they weren't living together any longer, she waited until he showed up to kill herself. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. That's not good. And it makes sense to me. 
Cassie, when you take yourself deep, do you think you'll make sure Dave's at home? <laughs> no. <laughs> you won't? I'll, you thought this no, out. You'll, you'll wait till he's gone? <laughs> yeah, if I want to take myself out, I think I'll do it, you know, in a gracious way and just, you know, fall off a building or something. I'll just do it quick and... Uh, it's not very gracious for the people on the ground. Yeah. And also... I would say three or four floors down, you're going to do like the cartoon and try climbing back on the air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How bad an idea this was. Yeah. Well, remember that video, the guy that, that jumped out of the uh, out of the uh, the tower in, in no, on 9-11? The, uh, yeah. yeah. And he was, he was literally walking through the air. Remember People that? fall like that for some reason. Yeah, they do. They fall. I think He's, it's because they're, they're anticipating hitting the ground. Oh, that yeah. cannot be good from 100 stories up. Ugh. Well, no, when you hit the ground from 100 stories, you don't feel anything. Well, I'm sure you don't. Nope. I do remember this, though. I was in the hand. There, I can't remember the name of the place, but there was a restaurant on the top floor of the Hancock Building in, in Chicago. And so I went up there and I had lunch. It's on the, like the 99th floor or something like that. I went up and had lunch. This is many years ago, like when I was 25 or 26 years old. So I went up and I had lunch. And I said to the server, hey, would you give me my check? i got to hit the bricks. And she said, what? And I said, <laughs> i got to go. She said, that's not what you said. I said, yeah, i got to hit the bricks. i got to go. I'd have you know that a man jumped to his death yesterday. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> I guess he actually did hit the bricks. I was like, whoops. I, well, I had no knowledge that uh, this had happened, and therefore I... I didn't realize so many people jumped after eating your food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> His lunch was that horrible that... Yeah, I don't know. That, that whole... I, I, but if I was going to kill myself, I would definitely drink myself to death, like in leaving Las Vegas. I guess it's quite painful, though, to drink yourself to death. Yeah, I can't well, imagine. yeah the liver just starts... Well, it depends on if you mean chronic or acute. Chronic is not good, yeah. Chronic alcoholism? Yes. Well, how, okay. Ask David Cassidy. How long would it take for someone like me who doesn't drink to destroy the liver? I mean, could it yeah, be done in a true. week or would yeah. it be? A long time. It would take a while for yeah. me. So the human liver is very resilient. But the problem is, once you've done enough damage that it's going to fail, it's going to fail in like, you know, 20 years, not oh. like instantly. Yeah. So it would be it's a kind long of, time it's a, for it's me. A, yeah, it's a slow burn. Yeah, you're more, you're more likely to have like pancreatitis. Yeah. You don't drink well, I've had diverticulitis, then... so I've, yeah. I've had it an itis before. Yeah, I heard that hurts like mad. Oh, it's horrible. Several years ago, I heard that's really not mm. good at all. No, don't and, like little seeds get into some holes in your stomach or something. Or uh, it just gets it gets very inflamed in one area, and uh, I do know this: there's not a lot of pooping going on for about a week and a half, <laughs> well, or any. Great. Thanks for no, the highlights. No, but it's horrible. I mean, you're it's just pain, and fortunately, I I mean, I was down in the ibuprofens like mad. And then I got some of the more serious pills, which helped. Well, ibuprofen is like the worst thing to take for digestive issues. Yes, it's horrible for you. It helped a little bit. It helps with the pain, but it doesn't, it it causes stomach bleeding, intestinal bleeding. It damages your stomach lining. Other than that, though, it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it can make it worse, actually. Where were you when I had diverticulitis? Yeah. Crohn's, with all these I have Crohn's disease, so I know all these like little you know, tricks with digestive issues. So. You and Paso must have one hell of a conversation when oh, you get together. With this we're fellow cronies. That's what we call ourselves. The what? When we People cronies. with Crohn's disease, we call ourselves cronies. Well, you would be cronies. <laughs> yeah, we're cronies. Cronies, really? Yeah. Oh, God, so here do you we go. have to pop up during the show occasionally? No, I actually have it under control pretty well. I mean, I'm it's in remission. It's more about what you eat. Because I, I did a story on, uh, um, well, I, Jordan Leopold has it, and he when he would go into an arena, he would check out to see where the bathrooms were immediately to know where he, you know, if he had to go off the ice in a hurry, he, he made sure that he knew where to go. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not a fun disease. I mean, it's it can be very yeah, inconvenient <laughs> at times. Yeah, I was diagnosed with Crohn's for a while. So For a while? Yeah, then they undiagnosed me. It was a mistake? I guess. Probably more like colitis? Probably. I still don't really... I. I don't think they ever really, like, gave me a new diagnosis. They were just like, well, you don't have Crohn's, even though we thought you did. Yeah, Crohn's is an autoimmune disease. So once it, that switch is flipped, yeah. it doesn't go away. Oh. You just got to try and keep it in remission. <clears throat> Unless I've got mutant healing factor. Mutant healing factor. <laughs> <Like Wolverine>. <laughs> <laughs> what is mutant healing factor? That's what Wolverine has. 
God, they said something on uh, on Silicon Valley last night. Um, oh, God, they were, it, it was a man's form of speaking. It's uh, bold, whatever. Ah, never mind. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what he said, but it was funny as hell. He was what? talking about uh, on something blatant honesty. Or, it wasn't blatant honesty, but that's what he meant. To, to like, bold honesty. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? Mm. I'm wandering off topic. That was my fault because I mentioned poop and that. Uh, they threw me off, Bob. <laughs> Not just you. We, we all, three of us had poop stories. I don't know that I did. Three of us. Oh, the, the, yeah, the three. The other three, not you. You're trying to get us back on track. <laughs> I don't know about that either. Hey, I heard uh, T-Paw's working with you. Is that right? Oh, I'm, I'm uh, producing his podcast. I didn't know. That. When did you start doing Does he do it here? Yeah, he does it in my studio. He does it uh, twice a month. When does he do it? Uh, Wednesdays. He was here yesterday. I was going to bring him by, but he, he got... He, he and Michelle Fishbach got here a little bit late, so I knew you, you'd already be gone by like three fifteen or so. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, but Cassie and I were talking. I'll reach out to him and tell him that uh, he's coming in on the twentieth again to to come by early if he can to do he your should, show. Should, what times he do it? Does he three. do it? He does it right at three. Yeah. Yeah, he should come by. Early and Michelle Fishbach's very nice. I'd never met her before. She's very likable. She's the lieutenant governor now. Now, right? yeah, and yeah. once and that was what she would be under him. I. I gotta be. I mean, I I don't see many scenarios where he doesn't wind up winning. I agree with you. I don't know who's better than him. Well, the problem is, among the Republicans, his opponent Jeff Johnson mm-hmm. suddenly he a spine grew in him, and oh, he, he he'd been he's the epitome, or he was in the last election of milk toast. If he was as fiery as he's getting with Palenti, he could have beaten Dayton. Yeah, but he I just. Agree. There was nothing there. I think he publicly said something that he wasn't going to go down that road of uh, bad politics and campaigning and stuff no, like that. No, but you know what? It, it, do you want to win? Yeah, you can't not. You can't even beat Mark Dayton. How bad is that? Well, and the other ones, and this Erin uh, Murphy, who I had not really heard of until she got the endorsement. Oh, yeah, she got the DFL endorsement, right. And I do think it was very smart of her to pick this Erin May Quaid as her running mate because she is um, – you know she is the a, a, a lesbian, and she's very well, proud she of it. Is. She, you know, she should be. But she's racially ambiguous too, isn't she? She might be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. See, that's that's what I'm saying. But she may be a person of color, and she might not be. You well, can't really tell. The reason it was smart, I think, to pick Erin uh, Quaid as your running mate is you you got to win the primary to be in the election to be there at the end. She will rally the support. Of gays and lesbians and yeah. transgenders yeah, that will, yeah. would not maybe would sit on the sideline during a primary. They're coming out in force. Probably true. So you, got, I, you have to go. All right now. No, I mean, you, you, is we'll this one your break? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm sorry. No, you could stay for a little longer. Yeah, I'll say, I can stay a little longer. Perfect. We'll be right back. Tom Bernardo. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Prince's birthday today. Oh, is it? Yeah. What a coincidence oh. that is. Now I know what happened. 
I went to pick up my bike lock at Eric, Eric's bike shop on uh, Minnetonka Boulevard. So I went by Cliff Siegel's old house on Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the house I met, at uh, which I met Prince. Mm. Oh, wow. And I didn't even know it was his birthday wow. today. What yeah. would he have been? 60. He would have been 60 years old. So when I met him, he was probably 17. Wow. Yeah. He, I, I, saw, I never met him, but I saw him at, uh, how was it, Southdale Mall or Eden Prairie Mall? I can't remember which one. But he was just shopping, and he had a bunch of people around him, like all these tall people. I'm oh, like, yeah. who are these people? All of a sudden... It kind of parts, and there's this little man. He's the same size as me, and I'm like, yeah, he was about the oh same gosh, size. Oh my gosh, you tower over him. <laughs> no, we were about the same height and mm-hmm. the same weight. I mean, yep. You know, I, I don't know. I'm such a Prince fan, and it was a sad day that. Oh yeah. You I, know, he, he was such a talent. When I moved here in '84, I think Little Red Corvette was was. I had no idea who he was. Mm-hmm. Right. But I went to uh, First Avenue with a, a a friend of mine who came in to visit. And she said, uh, "Well, that's Prince." I said, "I had no idea because the big hulking. Do you know? You remember the guy that was? Oh this, yeah, that guy was. Huge. He walked, and then you saw a Prince right behind him. Right. But it, it meant nothing to me. And I not yeah, little red Corvette. I'd heard it, but I I had no idea who, at the time who Prince was. But you don't have to be in Minnesota long to have heard a lot of Prince. Was no, he was true. enormous? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably my first musical memory of listening to the radio, hearing a Prince song. It was. Um, oh gosh, which one? Is a it? musical memory. <laughs> well, you know how you always like those songs trigger like your childhood and yeah. stuff. Prince has probably been the most um, influential musician in my lifetime. So I just, I don't know. I miss him. I wish we could hear more. I mean, they're slowly kind of coming out with yeah. new material that has been un, you know, hasn't been released. Uh, we took a tour of Paisley Park. After he died, and it was um, really surreal. I mean, you could just yeah. feel his vibe everywhere throughout, and just seeing his studio where he would create his music, and just seeing his guitars, his iconic guitars, sitting right in front of you, knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, all that music came from that. Now, see, my song was, I had to make sure that it was the Playmates, was Beep Beep. <laughs> beep, beep. The little Nash beep, Corvette. Beep. It was a Corvette, beep. right? What? Beep beep. You know that's a right? Nash Corvette. Whatever, it's just little, a little Nash. Nash. Oh, it, it was like a Corvette. No, it's. it's oh not, yeah, you're right. No. Little Nash Rambler. A Rambler. Little Nash Rambler. Right. Yeah. I have never heard this song before. In my oh, life. I, I, beep, as a kid, I beep, loved beep, that song. It, it seemed like it was a kid's song. Beep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of beeps. Is this it? Oh wait, no. Here we go. That's it. Yep. I loved this song as a kid. I was like four. Like. Or younger. What? To my surprise, it's gonna make me weepy. We'll get the <laughs> chorus in, see if I recognize it. Picks up. Was following me no, I have to pay a nickel for this. <laughs> It'll just be unwatchable in Germany. Beep. Beep. The guy okay, I'm gonna skip ahead. We need to pick up the. P- there, there it is. His horn. <laughs> I like that as a little kid. Okay. I'm not showing that to no, my it, kid it because he'll probably watch it 300 times. Oh, it picks up the pace. No. Let's go. Beep, beep. Yeah, beep, beep. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah, the tempo slightly. It gets faster and faster and faster. When I peeked in the mirror of my car, I couldn't believe my eyes. The little Nash rapper was right behind. I think that guy could fly. Beep, 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 beep. His horn went beep, beep, beep. You know now it. we're doing Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Now we're doing 105. 110. 110. Pretty, pretty quick. But Indeed. I've never heard that song before. Nor do you ever want to hear it again. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it a song, pretty much. Yeah, but, but it appealed to kids and adults. How many do that? That song was a big hit, actually. Oh, it was huge. It was. Beat, it was a big beat by hit. the Playmates. What by else the playmates, yep. did the Playmates do? Nothing? Zero. Kind of um, one-hit wonders. Yeah. One-beep wonders. One-beep wonders. Bob, I have to ask you about this. Yeah. Third time's a charm, I guess. A finalist for the past three seasons, former NFL wide receiver Terrell Owens was finally selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2018. While the induction is an honor for every player, Owens has made it clear that he plans to celebrate elsewhere on August 4th. 
when all other selectees will be inducted. At, it, can he do anything without pissing and moaning about it? What is wrong it? with him? There's something always been wrong with him. I, what is his problem? Okay, you don't say no to that. Because, first of all, they give you your own tent where you can invite a few hundred people to celebrate with you. I mean, it's a big deal. I know. I just don't know what. He's always got to throw in... Uh, you know, so he's pissy because he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer? I guess. Well, a lot of these guys weren't. I wasn't. But I was, they're I was, a perfect example. I was third ballot. That was the third third year that I was I was voted in the Hall of Fame. So shut up, Terrell. Well, I talked to Burt Blylevin and Jack Morris. Yeah, those guys were around for 100 years yeah. before they got in. Yeah, he, so he's not going to go, well, I am incredibly appreciative of this opportunity. I've made the decision to publicly decline my invitation to attend the induction ceremony in Canton. After visiting Canton earlier this year, I came to the realization that I wish to celebrate what will be one of the most memorable days of my life elsewhere. Other members of this, the class of 2018 include Ray Lewis, a murderer, Randy Moss, Brian Urlacher, and the, Brian Dawkins. That's why. Because of Randy Moss? He doesn't want to be the second best receiver going that's in. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is, Bob. Hey, yep. what's this guy's name? I wasn't Terrell thinking. Owens. Terrell. T E R R E L L. Owens. I'm wondering if, like, his wife can't make it or something. No, he's oh, just no, being a baby because no, of Mo- Moss. Moss, Randy Moss, yeah. Moss was a first time. He was also married for, like, one an year. Yeah, so, married for an yeah. hour. What what did his remember the woman that kind of handled? His, oh yeah, his handler. That's his what she handler. was. She said, what did she say again? That it made was a no statue sense. of limitations. A something? statue of limitations. You know, there's a statue of limitations on that. <laughs> really, was there a statue of limitations? I didn't realize there was. This is the one you hire to be your spokesperson. Yes, exactly. The statue of limitations. So Terrell Owens, as usual, has to cause a stir. That's what he did his entire career. He's done it his entire life. He's got to cause problems because that's who Terrell Owens is. The only time he actually was any good was when the play was going on. Afterward, he'd still showboat and pull out the, you know, the, the magic marker or the sharpie. But uh, he was terrific as a receiver. Oh, he was. He was a he was very very talented receiver. But he You're couldn't right get out of his that. way. Uh, and then Long rips Goodell over silence on White House drama. Is that Chris Long? Yes. Yeah, Why yeah, doesn't he shut up? He's another one. He is, but he also he did donate his salary. Yeah, that's true. That's, you that's know, a very good point. So he, I mean, he's he's backing it up with deeds, not just uh, you know, that's meals and and words. That's a very good point. Although his father's a multi, multi, multi millionaire, so he's going to inherit all that money someday. So what does he care? Well, he has siblings, so they'll have to split it. Yeah, that's true. Autopsy confirms Kate Spade's cause of death. Gee, I wonder what it was. Was it? Throttling? Asphyxiation? Uh, nope. Liver failure. It was just a coincidence. Yeah, it was a coincidence, exactly. So <laughs> The suicide it? was a coincidence. The liver got her first. So what... What? It was, what? It's what you think it is. This so it's asphyxiation. It's not news. No, it's not news. Apparently, her dad said she was taking pills of some sort. Bob's a pill. Yes. <laughs> she didn't take me, I can assure you. Okay. She did not take Bob... Because then By she would have been happy. Or otherwise. That's terrible. Oh God, here she'd have been happy if you were with me. No, that's me. a terrible thing to say because it did. It ended tragically. Well, it did end tragically, and it, but it end. She she was punishing people when she died too. Absolutely. Well, when you have children involved, it's just. I mean, I it, it's mm. such a. Because do you? And I don't know. I, I mean, none of us can climb into that mindset. Of don't you think? Well, what's it going to do to the kid? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. So Kate Spade uh, definitely died of suicide. Yeah, well, when you're in that, um, such a depressed, you know, when you're so deprived of, um, I don't know, serotonin or whatever it is, you just don't think, Mm. you're so wrapped up in your own depression that you're not, your judgment is clouded. You don't think of others. No, and I I get that. I mean, mean, I've had friends and, and people I know who've had, Parents commit suicide, and one of them, one parent that I did it on Christmas Day. Oh mm-hmm. yeah! I mean, oh man! Could you imagine? That's you not can't. Good. I think I have. I would guess that Christmas Day is probably the most common day to commit suicide. Christmas if I had Day? To, you think so? If well, I they, had to guess. Well, they do say around the holidays it can be a very uh, depressive. Well, it's like time. yeah, you're you're alone. Your family's you know disowned you or dead or whatever. You know, all you have to do is. 
look at anyone else and you'll see people who are happier than you. So yeah, if you're true. in that situation, then... And many are. Yep. Yeah, Bob, it's all your fault. 123 suicides per day. 123 a day? Yeah. How many of those are military? A lot. A lot are, yeah. Does uh, it say terrible. what the suicide of choice is? Right. Is it asphyxiation? No Bob, host the show with... Ten. Okay. Not a problem. So anyway, is it mostly asphyxiation or is it... Guns. Yeah, people taking their lives with guns. Yeah. That's a shame. Which, you know, it makes sense. Pretty quick. Well, it is pretty quick, but I mean, on that one, though, well, even on the... um, the Well, it's only 51. Well, I mean, so it's the majority and plurality firearms are. But to know, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but a gun, you have to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And know that when you pull it, there's no turning back from it. If you hang, you can't come back from that. When you reach the bottom, your neck snaps, and you're yeah. yeah it's... I mean, if I were if I were going to go down the suicide route, I'd do it like an animal. I'd go off in some where no one can find me, because <laughs> I wouldn't want to. Like to me, I just that You'll would just, be so devastating. You would just lay there and let the animals eat you. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I just mm. you know usually but I. But you know feel... what? It's it, that wouldn't be good for you because frankly. There's going to be a lot of them waiting to eat because you're so petite. <laughs> it wouldn't know. be fair to the animals. One or two might have, uh, you know, a few morsels. <laughs> I know. Oh, here we go. Little. Um, for every 30 veterans, it's 15 civilians. So, oh my yeah, gosh, two thirds of suicides. Yeah, my sister works at the uh, VA here in Minneapolis, and she, I think, usually once a month, she tells me about a veteran that has committed suicide. That. She's a manager at the canteen and coffee shop there, and they're always coming in and getting coffee. So she gets to know a lot of the patients very well. And usually once a month, there's one that has committed suicide. I wonder, I don't know if they break it down here, but in World War One it was shell shock. Mm-hmm. In World War Two it was battle fatigue. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put things on it that didn't seem so bad, but, it, I mean, it, now it's clearly these guys come back. I don't see how any of them come back. Oh, Vietnam and, really highlighted that. Yeah, but, yeah. But what is, I mean, the Veterans Administration, what are they doing? That, that should be the first thing they're doing is giving them help before they they leave. I mean, yeah. it, the last six months or whatever their their tour is should be on making them go and talk to someone. Get assessed by some a yeah. professional just to see and where not that they're you, at it. You get, this, you, know, you get discharged and you're on your own. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, a lot of times uh, they can't find work when they get back. So they feel very, I mean, they feel like a failure when they come back. There's no work. There's not, you know, they're dealing with all this baggage from being in combat or whatever it is. Well, that's what I, I was just saying that when, when you're, if you're a veteran, whether you've gone to combat or not, but there are a lot of things with stress. If your tour is supposed to end in say July, it should end in February and the next six months you should spend with a therapist to make sure you're, you're going to be going into the world again yeah, without, you know, yeah. issues and deal, make that part of your tour dealing with issues that may come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. And get them the help right away. Because it's it's so common now for for people out of the military who obviously served in combat, but some not. uh, Man, a lot of them kill themselves. It's an average of, what, two a day or something, Andy? And they say that's not even accurate. Veterans? It's a lot more than that. Well, what I was starting to ask, I mentioned in World War I it was shell shock, and World War II and Korean War I think it was battle fatigue. Yeah, right. But there's similar numbers of suicides after World War One and Two in Korea, and then yeah, interesting. I mean, or as it amped up much more since uh, you know Afghanistan and the Middle East battles we, that that these these uh, men and women have gone through. Well, Twenty-two a day. Twenty-two a day. Uh-huh. Whoa, my God. Yep. Twenty-two so, a day. Well, gold star quite a few. know that. And that's not including the accidental drug overdoses, yeah, probably, because a yeah, lot probably. of them come back and they get. You know, get yeah, I'm not on sure how they classify just to deal that. with their depression. I think usually that's classified as an accident, mostly for insurance purposes. Oh, okay. Oh, you really? Is that what it is? Well, yeah, because a lot of insurance companies they won't, won't pay. pay out if you commit suicide. No, they won't. Well, I thought they did now. It depends on the, you know. Policy? Uh, if you have yeah, the policy, policy the company, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I learned from... Barbara Stanwyck and uh, Fred McMurray, you should make it an accident because it's double indemnity. Double indemnity. Remember that movie? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta, it's got to be an accident. Was it Edward G. Robinson? Was the one they were trying to kill? Say, listen. I think so. 
Say, listen, you can't kill me, see? We will be right back in a couple of seconds. Bob, you got to hit the road? Um, the bricks. You have somebody coming in, in the, when, when your guest comes in. Well, he's not coming in. He's just going to be on the phone. Oh, yeah. all right. Uh, I, I can stay for a few more. This okay. will be the Robin Williams guy. Sounds good. If you you probably want to do that anyway. Right. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than fifty percent off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is. Why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. You don't have to be this is a double whammy because it's Tom Jones's birthday too, and he's singing a Prince song. How old is he? Uh, Eighty-five. He is seventy-eight. Oh, I thought he was older. Seventy-seven. Than that. Yeah, I thought he was way older. Well, it's not unusual to think he's older. <laughs> but he just, well, he just turned seventy-eight. Just turned seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that does happen, Bob, with the, with a lot of guests, national guests like that, they can never remember it's central time. We get at least a couple misses per week. I've learned that uh, whenever I schedule somebody, and these are regular people that call in on, on the BS show, I just convert it to their time. Yeah, because you can't say central. You can't or say else. central because they can't make right. the conversion. Yeah. Oh, I do. I give them both central and eastern time. I would just so give them the know. eastern, and then you because it <laughs> screws them up. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, wait, there's time zones other than the one I'm in. That's why we should yeah, just get I rid know. of time zones. We should get rid of time. Well, they did it in China. That's true. They China did. has one time zone for that entire huge yeah. country. Well, I like on New Year's Eve. I always tell Mary because you know she's this, staying up till midnight. Sometimes it, it. she doesn't want it, but I said midnight. It's eleven o'clock. It's New Year's for me. I was born in a time zone where That's it happened an hour earlier. See? We celebrated eleven. In London, it's what seven hours early. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Too bad it wasn't more in the afternoon. Hey, happy new year! <laughs> hip, hip. Uh, the highly anticipated report from the, I want your take on this, Bob. The highly anticipated report from the Justice Department's Inspector General is expected to yield an unvarnished account of multiple missteps by former top officials at the department and FBI for their failure to follow long-standing protocols in the handling of the Hillary Clinton email probe. So they're finally going to pay the price. Uh I don't know that they will because the media, there is a media blackout on negative news. It's unbelievable. The stuff that came out yesterday about basically the report was that President Obama circumvented laws, went to banks and asked them to basically clean money, launder money. You're right. And the banks said, we can't. It's illegal. Yep. And he tried to circumvent it and... Major, you know, mo- the major news organizations or the so-called ones have ignored that story. It's a federal felony. What he did is a yes. federal felony, and he—they just ignored but it. But stuff will come out in this, and it will be ignored because it doesn't fit their uh, their narrative. And well, you know what? What, what uh, what's happening now? And I, this is I, what we're seeing with Keith Ellison, who, by the way, it's egomaniacal what he's doing. He's cuckoo for cocoa pops. To think he can 
win out state with the views he has. I know. But There's he, no way. He's doing what's happening in a lot of states. They've decided we can't do it with, by passing legislation. So let's just inundate the Trump administration with lawsuits from yep. the state level. That's he doesn't care doing, about yeah. Minnesotans. He just cares about filing lawsuits against Trump. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right about that. That's what he wants to do. And he's been a pain in the ass from but day one. He had a job for life. I As know. a congressman. Oh, I agree. He would have never been voted out. You, you know he's on his about fifth name. You know that, right? No. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, he was Keith Ellison, and then he was Keith X, and then he was something else X, and then he was, he's had like five names. Well, somebody posted a photo, and it's not a secret that he is a Louis Farrakhan fan. Oh, yeah. When he was at the U, he was walking around handing out Louis Farrakhan newspapers. I know. For people. I mean, and I don't understand how this doesn't bother people. I don't understand it either. Yeah, Farrakhan well, was not a nice guy. Well, he's still alive. Yeah. He's, he's still oh. a racist. I didn't know that. He's not an ex-racist. One of my favorite things he ever did, though, is he had this huge crowd in some uh, some arena in Chicago or whatever, and they're cheering for him, and he comes walking out, and he says, the first thing he says is, I know what you're all thinking. The brother looks good. <laughs> Talk that's about a, ego. That's the first thing he says. He talks about how good he looks. <laughs> good God. <laughs> whatever. You know, it was like that, too. I think, and I haven't seen him lately because he did lose a lot of weight, but I am mesmerized by watching the Reverend Al Sharpton. Oh, God. He's he, he's a size of a pencil now. He is, but I mean, when he talks, it's just, I can't look away. How do you invite him for dinner at the White House when he has he's $5 million in debt to the IRS? How could you do that? <laughs> But but he had him. He was he. Obama had him at the White House all the time. Well, I'm sure he stayed in the Lincoln bedroom. I'm sure he did. And the guy owes the IRS five million dollars. What if he had the IRS director next to him? Maybe they worked out a little side deal. Remember, his daughter twisted her ankle on some. There was a curb that was not quite finished. Oh yeah, and then she like sued. For... She sued for the exact same amount as he owed the IRS. <laughs> Well, she it's should like, have taken a commission doing? and added a little a yeah. 10% to yeah. it. Come on, put an extra 500000 in there for me. Let's <laughs> That's go. That's funny. So basically, we talked about this morning. Uh, these politicians, and I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, they're all nuts. All of them. Uh, there are many that you can make that argument. Although, you know the guy who, to me, of everything going on, is brilliant? Hmm. Gavin Newsom. Did you see what he did? No. He's the guy in California, okay. Democrat. San Francisco. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's the lieutenant governor now, but he's yeah, running right. for governor. He promoted the Republican opponent, Cox. He talked about it. He's going to be when I face Cox. And he did everything he could to raise his profile because he knew if he talked about a Democrat, he did not want to have a runoff against a Democrat. Because yeah, right. in California, it's the top two vote getters. Right. So he helped Cox knowing he'd crush him in a general election. Because three-quarters of the state's Democratic. It is. Oh, I know. So he, he wanted to clear the road from Democrats. The, uh, the dominant race in California is now Hispanic. Did you know that? I would would certainly have not been surprised in Southern California between L.A. No, and San Diego. No, the entire state now is, is uh, oh, there's somebody's at the door. Is, is it, it Alex? It is not. It is not. Oh, it's Chris uh-huh. Lindo. Way to dress up to come in. You look oh. like me now. No, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Lindahl. You know Bob. So we haven't met. How are you? Hey. Oh, you haven't met? Nope, Chris. Bob nice Sansevier. Chris Lindahl. Nothing but trouble nothing since the day trouble. he was born. Oh, yeah. We're just talking about, we're talking some, uh, some, uh, these political wranglings that are going on right now. <laughs> going on right now? They've always been going you on. Pull that mic a little closer to your mouth. I did notice on the commercial we cut that there was an echo. It's because you don't have the mic close enough to your mouth. That's the first person that's ever told me that. See? Everyone says, step back. We need Chris at a level 8, not a 10. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Chris to shut up. <laughs> That'll be phenomenal. That'll all work out. Yeah, Chris Lindahl is here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to cut a commercial in about uh, seven, six minutes. Seven minutes. That yeah. works. See, my guess is Chris doesn't want to get too involved in political talk because he doesn't want to offend Republicans or Democrats. No. <laughs> he wants to sell to both. You're an equal opportunity seller. Yeah, but I don't. Th- I think I've made it very clear that I don't like either one of them, so it doesn't matter to me. I'm pretty much a centrist. You know, it it, it's not that I don't like them; it's the extreme edges of both parties that I don't. What like. I have always tried, and I, I've, I've told people before, and I may have said this to you: 
I voted for Wellstone twice. I didn't agree with many of the things that he believed in, but I did believe he was sincere in his beliefs. Right. And that's what I respected. And it's the same thing with Palenti. I think this is a decent guy who believes in what he says yeah, he believes in. And that, to me, is the most important thing of all. I don't have to agree with all of your views, but I want somebody who I think is at least honest about what they believe in. Because so many voted of them for Jesse Ventura? I was mistaken about his nah. <laughs> But I did vote for Jesse. <laughs> you did. I remember that. I looked at you that morning and went, are you kidding me? I've known Jesse for 20 years, and I didn't vote well, for him. Well, so. I helped deliver Orono for him because he did win an Orono. Yeah, that was the first. I won. Right. I, I was elected to the city council the night that he was elected governor. So that, that was a big night for both of us. You're unbelievable. Just, you know. <laughs> You're I, an amazing human I've being. made some mistakes in life. That was I never have. Them. I've never made well, a see, mistake. you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but we learn from them. We all learn from our mistakes. It's true. No, I understand what you're saying. I... What you're talking about, you should believe in. And a lot of these, a lot of these politicians, they don't believe what they're saying. They just say it because they think it's convenient. Yes. I really wish politicians would get out of business, though. I really do. This whole dollar, you know, like $15 minimum wage, you've never run a business. You don't know what it takes to run a business. So let's not have you set the standard. How could you continue pushing that when you look to see what's happening in Seattle? I agree. Where businesses are shutting down because they can't afford it. I just don't know why. Look, there are people, I make as much money as you possibly can. I don't have any problem with that. I was just talking to Chris about that today, as a matter of fact. You know, we want people to succeed. Absolutely. But you can't destroy businesses while trying to do it. But there also are jobs where you can succeed and make more money. Some jobs were meant to be closer to entry-level wages. Here's a great story. I have a very quick story. For the, very, the very first job, actually it was the second radio job I ever had, but the first job in a major market was at 1500 KSTP. And I was like 19 years old, something like that, right? So I was a part-time worker, but then they had me doing 6 to 10 at night. And I was working seven days a week. Six to ten at night. And uh, they called me in and said, Tom, we're going to make you full time. I said, oh, that's, that sounds wonderful. He goes, yep, you're going to have uh, health care coverage and you're going to have this and that and the other thing. Of course, we're going to have to cut your salary. I'm like, <laughs> what? You're going to make me full time and I'm going to make less than I'm making now. Because I'm 19 years old, I don't really need health care, if you know what I but mean. But, Tom, we're going to give you a title. Yeah, we're going to give you a title. <laughs> I needed health care the most when I was like nine. Well, that was like when I was 22. Well, you didn't Remember? get any health care ever. I was at the Mayo for like a year. Yeah, well, guess who picked up the tab? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the Mayo, out of the goodness of their heart. The, the, the hospital the with Mayo heart. paid for it. Youth does not mean health. No, well, not in my it, case. It did anyway. in my case. It all worked out in the end. But yeah, I remember I I took a hit in pay, so I quit. <laughs> well, I quit. Went over to WDGY and then got my ass handed to me. Well, you know what makes sense with the minimum wage thing? True. It, they should make it so that a business doesn't have to pay more than an amount, such that all other things considered, uh, all their employee wages won't make them underwater. Yeah, well, they see that. So, like, if a business literally just does not make make enough money to pay minimum wage, then they shouldn't have to because the alternative is them just failing. Which is what's happening. And also, the other thing is, and this is where it's backfiring, McDonald's is doing it. You've probably talked about this on the 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 morning show. Consoles or whatever? Yeah, the automation. Yep. Did you talk about that this morning? That's going to be what? That's going to be everywhere. It is going to be everywhere. And all these jobs. And you know what? It made not be hastened if it weren't for the fact they're pushing to get people fifteen dollars yeah. an hour because they're it, it why would you pay that when you could have a machine take the order for you i've seen nintendo 64s in mcdonald's in the past couple of years so they can put a machine in there and it'll last you know 20 years with no pay so yeah exactly. no matter how much the upfront cost is they'll make it back no they will absolutely i um i've talked to some servers in in minneapolis st paul they're, they've been working at the same restaurant forever. They work four days a week and make a hundred grand a year with tips. Wow! With tips and salary, they make a hundred grand a year working four days a week. That's a pretty good job, right there. Yeah, they need it. They need a much higher uh, minimum wage. And some of them will lose their job over this. I. Some of them will. You're absolutely right because of what Andy just said. They're going to automate a lot of things. Fast food will definitely be automated. 
I just I don't think there's any question. No, for sure. Well, I mean, that's kind of what, how it goes, though. I mean, people always lament the loss of jobs, but I mean, some yeah. jobs just, you know, we don't really need a whole lot of blacksmiths or you know no you don't need a whole lot of <laughs> yeah, chewing I, horses yeah right exactly now. there Although, are some jobs that just go away i'll tell you what though if you go to school to be a farrier well yeah if you're one of the of few work, farriers there aren't that many left yeah, yeah exactly and try finding a buggy whip salesman these days they were huge at the turn of the 19th to 20th century <laughs> wrong with i'm gonna get into selling buggy whips i'll be set for life yeah, yeah there's a reason all tack is so expensive yeah because there's like the one tack store per state true it is very, very true. Mom owned a tax store. She did indeed for a long mm-hmm. time. I do, I do remember that. Brockton she Hill it. Tech. Brockton Hill Tech, it was called. Yep, I remember that. She loved it. And I, I, do we still have a horse that's got to be what seventy years old now? She had all these horses. And then, I don't think we have any horses left. You think they're all, all? Oh, you mean like still living? Still living. Yeah. I doubt it. The most recent horse we would have got. Would probably have been 15 years ago. I mean, so it's possible. Horses can live for... I'm still showing for that. Uh, they can live into their 40s. Yeah, Atalanta what? was ancient. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I think Atalanta was like at least 50. So We have one that's pushing 30. Really? Yeah. And she's still in great shape. Yeah. It's so. expensive as hell. Yeah, I've noticed yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. I've, yes, I've noticed that. that. <laughs> I have not. Well, made... Mom and Alex happy, and mm-hmm. you get to play video games, and I just got to work. So that was <laughs> that was good yeah. for me. What a great situation! How did I walk, how did I stroll into that deal? You work, and then we'll screw the deal where you own a thirty-acre farm. Yes, I know how crappy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't talk to me. Okay. <laughs> Well, we actually we sold the house and the barn part is yeah. probably going to sell pretty soon. And oh, you sold the house? Yeah, we sold the farm. Oh, th- this is relatively recent, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. just like a month or two. Well, ago. congratulations. That's because you have Chris Lindahl working. Chris Lindahl's <laughs> working everybody over. Get in there and buy something. <laughs> yes, Chris Lindahl does handle that stuff. As a matter of fact, Bob. Uh, all right, so Bob, thanks for being our guest. Thanks for, for the letting first me hour. come in. Was, no, well, come in more often. You know, you're right down the hall. I know, but it's, it's the doors. Usually, when I get done doing the BS show, you guys are already in, and I don't want to just walk just in because it's come in whenever. Well, you Well, look want. how disruptive it was when Chris walked yeah, in. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, it's because of what he's wearing. That's right. I don't want to go through that. I've never seen him without a suit on, so I, I don't know. I didn't know that happened. Bob, thanks a lot, man. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. Right. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show.